Hello, I'm Robin Vinter and this is Entrepreneurd, the podcast that's all about the untold stories behind business. This is the final episode of series one, but we will be back for another series in the new year. But if this is the first time you're listening, do check out past episodes on iTunes or SoundCloud by searching Entrepreneurd. So Christmas is supposed to be a time for relaxing, but for many of us, it just means stress. For those who work for somebody else, it's usually possible to book a few days off work over the festive period to get your head together, or at least get through all the Christmas shopping. But for those who run their own business, it's not always that simple. There are many ways of dealing with the things you're juggling as an entrepreneur, but for the final episode of the series, we're going to focus on a strategy one very successful entrepreneur uses. Many people in London will have been to the Lonsdale restaurant, stylish bowling chain All Star Lanes, table tennis bar Bounce, or the brand new bar featuring social darts, Flight Club. As you'd imagine, someone behind all this has a lot to keep on top of, especially considering the fast pace of growth of all these businesses. But Adam Breeden, co-founder and CEO, has a trick up his sleeve. If you are stressed, you've got to look at why you're stressed and actually, um, are you taking on too much? Are there things that you're doing that somebody else can be doing? Um, What is the kind of stress you're talking about? Um, So that's one of the first things, but there's obviously some the personal things that you can you can consider. I mean, I do a lot of meditation, um, which um, I think I what I start eight nine years ago. um, I had um, uh, an ex Buddhist monk um, teaching me for a number of years. Actually, who's quite well known now. His name's Andy Pudicum. He founded Headspace. It was great, basically. I mean, he, he's an unbelievably knowledgeable um, thinker in this, but it's not cluttered with too much um, Buddhist doctrine, which is fine, but it, but it's, it, it can package it in a way that's kind of... Um, a bit more accessible. It's more accessible, but um, but actually, when it's just a, a great deal of complexity with it all. I mean, I think it was three years I was sort of seeing him every week, um, and meditation is a whole other world. It's not just... There's so many different ways in which you can approach it. But it's not just about calming yourself when you're already stressed. But it's basically um, a, a, an unbelievable tool, not just in, in, in the way in which you can de- manage stress, because it essentially enhances your, it improves your general um, capacity to take on more things, your brain capacity and your intuition. One of the biggest things for me, it is just totally plugged me in very, very deeply and firmly into just the intuitive process. A lot of a lot of the ways in which I'm I move within what I do is is backed up by intuition. If something doesn't feel right, but it logically seems right, um, I kind of explore why more often than not, basically every time it doesn't feel like there's a reason why it didn't feel right, it's kinda of come out the other end. It's so fundamental to his success. He thinks it's something that kids should be taught at school. Well, the problem is, is they're just overstimulated. And actually, part of the problem that causes stress is just too much thought, too much stimulation. And you can't see the width of the trees. The thing that meditation does is it provides a tool to stop or to slow down that, that thought and stimulation. So you start to be able to become aware of your true underlying thoughts, emotions, feelings, whatever it may be, that are essentially the... the the things you need to be aware of in order to be guided through your life properly. But these kids, you know, looking at these screens and playing games from a young age, of course they're overstimulated. They just need to 
counterbalance that with a bit of mindfulness and meditation, they wouldn't need any drugs. Any, any meditation, anyone who understands meditation would say that, um, kind of unanimously. Anyway, that's another point, but, um, but it kind of does prove the point, though, that if it, if it works, it works for kids, ADHD, it can work for adults. Mindfulness is something a lot of us have heard of, but not many have actually done. I've always felt like I'm not very good at sitting still and I can't really spare the time. If you're a busy person, which many of us are, you might balk at the idea of trying to find time in your day for anything else. But being able to spare some time can actually free up more of your day and improve your business overall, he says. Well, this is the thing. It's, it's ironic. So it's counterintuitive to think that if I take an hour a day, I mean, an hour is a lot, so let's say 10 minutes a, a day um, to do nothing to meditate. It's so counterintuitive because I've got to be able to email, so I've got to do this, and that. but the thing is, is that it'll be the 10 most valuable minutes you'll spend in your day, without question. But, in, but unfortunately, in ways that aren't necessarily immediately apparent. But, but especially for an entrepreneur, when there are, there, I mean, the difference between a business being averagely successful or just off the charts successful can, is, is the quality of decision-making whether it's strategic thinking, whether it's employing the right people, whether it's ways in which you think about your product, whatever it is, um, you need to have your head screwed on. You need to be able to see the wood from the trees. You need to be able to be coming at your decision-making from the point of view of um, an uncluttered mind, basically. And it may seem like um, a big investment. Let's say, but I, I would say... You could spend, as an entrepreneur, three hours a day meditating. I don't know, that probably wouldn't be necessary, but certainly an hour a day, without question. And that is a lot when you've got kids and everything. You know, an hour a day is a hell of a lot, but absolutely would be still by far and away the most valuable hour you'd spend. Because suddenly you realise, um, just suddenly you'll find that the quality, the quality of decision-making improves the just the way in which you're going about things. And also, suddenly... A lot of people overcomplicate the way that things need to happen, and, and you know, take the long road from to get from A to B. Whereas if you stop to think for a second, um, rather than just sort of riding the wave of busyness and the volume of things coming in, you're just going to end up letting the process lead you, rather than kind of going, well, maybe there's a shortcut or an easier, a more valuable way to get to where I want to get to that requires less um, exertion. And you can only do that if you take a moment to stop and actually really just, on a daily basis, constantly unclutter the mind and actually re-evaluate everything on a daily basis. Adam stepped down from the All Star Lanes board in 2012 to focus on getting Bounce off the ground. So he's not a crazy person. But Bounce now has three venues in the UK with US and Asia openings planned soon. And Flight Club has two bars in Shoreditch and Chicago, so he has a lot on his plate, even with great co-founders. He says having perspective of the whole business is vital. The business is, is, evolves on an hourly, daily basis. I mean, it just does, because that's just the way of things. And, you know, I think that if you're applying that same level of... Um, kind of organic process within the way you think each day. I think you're just in tune with things a bit more. For people who practice meditation, it's not a fad, despite its reputation. So at the beginning, of course, the beginning is the beginning and you don't really understand what it can do for you. Only now, having done it for so long, do you, do you really understand the, the extent to which it can impact 
everything in your life actually without sounding evangelical because it's far from that but um, the, but the, when you're talking to somebody who's not got into it before you've got to be a little bit careful in the beginning you get very excited about this amazing thing and you want to tell everyone and then you realise that well um, maybe you've got to be ready ready to sort of take to, you know start doing it so I think the thing is is I, I talk about it here but in very diluted and kind of um, different forms but the thing is is that these days most people are quite receptive to it um, um, but it must not have been like that eight no, definitely not. I mean, I think certainly ten years ago, even the word meditation had um, you just thought of um, people walking down Oxford Street chanting, and um, and and it just unfortunately had had a bit of a stigma to it. Um, but these days now, thanks to you know Headspace and the like, it's becoming more mainstream. He says other people have now started to take notice of meditation. Maybe more recently, I think, because a lot's been going on for me and. Business, there's a lot of creative thought going on and I suppose if people know I mean I guess just because people know me here they know that every morning I meditate just because at some point it's going to come up a conversation and I, and I kind of attribute um, a lot of certain thought processes thinking and the way I like to operate that's harnessed by that and so given everything that's going on I suppose people are a bit interested in well if you do that and you're thinking that there's some contribution to your success because of that then maybe that's quite interesting um, um, but yeah I, I mean to be honest with you there's not that much opportunity to talk about to, to, to talk about it but I mean yeah look I mean I, I personally think that um, there's me saying I want to talk about it actually I think there's a book to write about this at some point um, where um, ways in which you can apply mindfulness meditation or meditative principles within the business and the working environment and ways in which that can enhance a business um, in, in lots of different ways and from an entrepreneurial perspective. So, yeah, I think, I think around about now and certainly in the coming years is, is probably an opportunity to really start talking about it. And it's not just for creative professionals. It can work for anyone, he says. I think that all decisions are a creative process. And actually... A decision, a good decision, could be classified as inspiration, or you know, and you know, in order to be inspired, you you need to be able to connect with something deeper in you. Um, and I, you know, so I just I think that it's a mistake. I think it's genuinely a mistake to think that just because your business and your style of work is of a certain in a certain nature that then meditation doesn't apply to you I mean it's more of a personal thing I think I mean um, you know a decision is, is a decision and there's creative ways to solve problems to create opportunities and um, and, to, and to effectively work smart so meditation aside how did he get where he is I think um, a bit of luck I think a lot, a lot of a lot of people who um end up looking at a, a fast-paced growing business like this um, you know it sort of feels sometimes a bit luck is, luck is involved whether or not you create your own luck is another matter I don't know but um, to an extent perhaps but um, I think that um, what do I think um, I think that one of the things I am I'm, I am a I'm pretty intense person um, which is probably why I'm drawn to meditation yoga and things that can't be down but um there is, for some reason, there is this sort of 
unquenchable desire to just create something massive. But from a creative perspective, not not for any not for any other reason other than I love creating things, but like something that's physical that people can experience. One of the, one of the things that drew me to the whole restaurant business itself, as I said before, is you are actually creating something that is one of the most profoundly immersive human experiences. He might be extremely creative, but he acknowledges that it's not a skill everyone needs to get ahead in business. Oh, no, it really depends. Um, I think that we are, there are a lot of creative people here, which is fantastic from the point of view of our um, marketing, sort of, whole marketing programmes, etc. Um, but, you know, there are, there are certain roles that require certain skill sets, so... Um, you don't so need a probably, creative accountant. No, <laughs> yeah. well, no. Some people might. Um, but uh, no, no. So that's it for episode eight, which, as I said, is the last in the series. Thanks again this week to the team at London Loves Business. The mildly Christmassy music you're hearing right now is by Nikolai Heidless, who, of course, is on SoundCloud. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please write us a quick review on iTunes. I want to keep making it, and I want to make it better in the next series, but I can only do that if we keep getting plenty of listeners. As always, do check out our website at londonlovesbusiness.com, which features a story from this week's podcast, along with all our other business news and features. Finally, I'm still on the lookout for new stories, so if you're an entrepreneur with a tale to tell and want to be featured in an upcoming episode on the next series of Entrepreneur, drop us an email at entrepreneur at londonlovesbusiness.com. Thanks and see you in the new year.